What is up everybody, Sean Sheehan back here with another edition of The Sheehan Show on Sherdog.com uh, And today I'm recapping one championship's 164 card Headlined by the strawweight title fight uh, between Jared Brooks and Joshua Passio uh, With some other good fights uh, underneath it as well, Brandon Vera on the card uh, amongst others And... Um, you know, it was two cards this weekend. Obviously, I'll have a recap for the other card as well on, on YouTube if you want to check that out. But this was a very good card. Lots of very good finishes. Um, a couple of very, very good fights as well. And, you know, for the... I suppose we're coming towards the end of the year and maybe uh, maybe I'll have another show doing a look back at the year one championship or something like that. But it's it's been a very, very interesting year for one championship. And to... Look at a lot of their cards. I think if we, you know, we were to to go back and and have a look back through it, I suppose. I, I feel I feel like a lot of them deliver at some point, you know, and that's a rare thing to do in in mixed martial arts. And I think look, a lot of it has to do maybe with the the matchmaking, putting very exciting fighters against exciting fighters. And I think as well, watching watching these two cards this weekend. I f- and and as well, I kind of I was I had a wedding this weekend, so I watched them when I came back, and I watched, I watched them very quickly. So I watched all the <laughs> the whole of the card in about an hour, right? So rather than you know having to wait for for all the in between bits and all. And one thing that really stuck out to me because of that was the, how different the refereeing is. And obviously, we know with the yellow cards and the red cards and the you know obviously the Denise to the ground opponent, the rules as well, but. There was a couple of fights. I think Herb was refing, and and even the other. No, it wasn't just Herb in this case. There was a lot more quick breaks. I actually, it's weird. I saw it in the UFC as well this weekend in the, uh, I think it was the Wonderboy fight, maybe in the, in the main event, where there was a quicker break. And I really, really think that helps. And I think the fact that that is very, very evident in one championship, um, and there's a lot more warnings and there's a lot more timidity warnings, it actually helps the fights be more exciting. And I, it's weird because maybe it's my own, uh, my own bias towards it, I suppose. But I've always called for that, and I think you know sometimes we're always asking, "Oh, why can't we like open scoring and different things? Why can't we try things out, see how they work?" And you know, if they're good, they're good. If they're bad, they're bad. Now, open scoring is a different one. We, I think we have tried that out, and you know, people who want to say it's good say it's good, and maybe I say it's bad. That's <laughs> But um, with the quicker breaks, I feel like if you watch one championship or even like. Any fight where the commentary don't go mad about the quick breaks and you watch it, I actually think it makes the fights better. And a quick break's in the right, at the right times, you know? If there's someone on the ground and they're working like in the, the Brooks fight, which we'll get to now here in a second, absolutely no problem. Let them work away on the ground. But when there's a lot of long kind of drawn out clinches against the cage especially it's like break that up that just like there's nothing happening there it's like it's not if when you think about it as well on the ground it's different because you you you're you're in a place where you can land big shots even if you're not landing them in the clinch now okay there are some people who land big shots and we see it the, the other time but how often do you actually see in in the clinch not breaking from the clinch in the actual clinch itself where there are lots of big shots landed very, very rare. So we're actually in a position which is just kind of a null position. And why do we allow that? Why do we allow that to, to continue in MMA? Like the position jump where one person falls to their back and the other one's standing above them, like kicking the legs. Why do we stand that position up and we don't move from the clinch quicker? 
that, uh, you know, that's something to me in one championship. I really think that they have honed in on, and I really think they've done a good job of it with, with their kind of different rule set and all. But I digress, and we'll, we'll get into the car. But that's one thing that kind of stuck out to me over this week in the one championship. <coughs> I suppose watching the fights kind of in, in quicker order. Um, it, I love that rule. I think it makes the fights way better, and I, I think it's a rule that kind of could be in, instituted everywhere else. Now, about the, the knees to the ground of the opponent and stuff, I think we can we can have an argument over that. I like them if a person has kind of been training them for long enough. You see sometimes when people come over, say, from the UFC or, or wherever it might be, they're kind of not used to them, and they find it it feels unfair. Like, it feels like they don't have the ability to defend them because it's unnatural, and they have to feel... It feels like they have to learn something new. It has to become natural to them. And, uh, yeah, that's the only issue I have with it, but other than that, I think it's good. Anyway, let's get into the fight. So let's talk about the, the main event, Jar Brooks versus Joshua Passio. I think this fight probably went very differently to what I was expecting and what most people uh, were expecting. Um, you probably wouldn't have said that early, though, because the fight started off, um, Brooks landed a few shots, which are is, is normal for him, I suppose, at, at the very start of the rounds, and then got a takedown. But it was a, a Passio leg kick, and I was thinking to myself at that stage, like, that's that's a massive error. That's the type of uh, takedown from a leg kick that could see the fight get five takedowns in a row and could see a 20-minute, you know, uh, WrestleFest domination for Brooks. No, it didn't end up that way, but I was thinking that at that stage, it's a massive, massive error. Good ground and pound, I would say, from Brooks after that, not massive. I uh, stood over him a bit. It's, when I say stood over him, now he kind of stood over him like just a step outside of the guard, and he landed better shots from there. There was an up, up kick from Patsio late. I don't think it was as big as the commentary kind of alluded to, but it was a nice up kick and it was a nice shot. But uh, it, it, you know, if we were scoring this round by round, I think uh, Brooks definitely won that round. Very weird cornering as well. And look all, all around. I think the Patsio performance and game plan was not great to be honest um and between rounds his corner told him to up kick more now you're finding a, a, like a dominant wrestler here and your corner is telling you, you the advice they're giving you is to throw up kicks would, would the advice would the better advice be not like don't get taken down you know <laughs> strike with him on the outside throw a few jabs to keep him off of you you know, it was just bizarre. Now we we get into the, the the control maybe of the uh, of the range in a second, but just to go into the the second round, um, Brooks shoves him against the cage early. It broke out, and then the ra- this range battle started happening. We didn't see so much of it in the first round, but the, the long range just absolutely miles out. Maybe we'll talk about this in more in the third round in a second, but. They did land probably more in the second round than they did some of the other rounds when they were uh, on the feed. They bought through a head kick at the same time. The takedown wasn't there for Brooks uh, late. They broke out again. He was doing well on the feed. And I, th- I thought Brooks was winning the striking. Um, in the third round, then, there was a clinch. Good takedown defense from Passio. Nice head kick at one stage from Brooks. Um, there was a spin, spinning kick to the liver from Passio. Um, it was an even enough round until late, which I thought Brooks was landing a little bit better. Passio not doing much, landing a few leg kicks, all right. But at at this stage, I was kind of thinking to myself, so like I I had obviously done the preview for this card, and if anyone has gone back and watched Jared Brooks fights, 
you know what type of fighter he is. He's a hard-nosed wrestler. He'd obviously prepared for that, had, had Passio. Okay, he made the mistake of kicking the leg, uh, and or kicking the body, sorry, and get, uh, sorry, yeah, kicking the leg, sorry, and getting taken down. But the other part of Brooks's game is this far-out um, striking, or this far-out kind of, I'll stay as far away as you as I pa- from, as you, from you as I possibly can in the range. And... I'll for, either force you to break it or I'll use my speed as, you know, very obviously a very small man to come inside to get the takedown. And it feels like Passio had never, it's not that, he obviously had seen it, you would hope, but it's like he com- just completely had not prepared for it in any way to, to how to deal with that. Because, you know, we I talked about the they're, they're very small men in terms of the smallest weight class in the world, 115 pounds. You would think that the pace that Brooks has, Passio would have the same, if not more pace. And I actually think he is a faster guy if they were to run a 100 meter sprint or something. He could have broken that distance, I think, a lot more than he did. You know, his job, I feel like, to win this fight was to stop the takedown, which he did well at, at times. And the next part of it was to break that distance to get inside on Brooks. And when I mean get inside, it's uh, get inside is probably the wrong way. It's probably get outside on Brooks. You need to close off that cage. You need to push him back. You need to push him against the cage and get him like trying to take you down from when he's back against the cage. Use your sprawl. Maybe get on top yourself, or either, or else stand back up. And when you do that two or three times, if you do stand back up, he's going to stop going for those takedowns. And your punishing pace, your pushing forward, is actually going to pay off because you're going to start landing your jabs and your right hands and your leg kicks and your high kicks and whatever else. But Passio didn't do any of that. He just allowed Brooks to fight on the outside, waited for Brooks to come in the inside, where Brooks was either getting a takedown, he was getting a takedown stopped, or he was landing a couple of shots himself. Passio just did nothing. It was just like his name is Passio. It was a very passive performance. It was just, it was just a real, a real nothing performance from him. I think, and a good performance from Brooks. But you know, you look around the later rounds, especially round four, it was basically all on the feet. You know, Passio just not active enough again. Body kick from from him got him taken down. Then late, Brooks uh, took the back, landed some uh, big shots. Bloodied up Passio at this stage. Was a rear naked choke at him late. Could have been, you know, saved by the bell. Maybe it was a, who, who knows? But again, it was just like everything was going for Brooks at this stage. And it was, as I said, it was a great performance from Brooks, but the the, the kind of the the poor performance from Passio almost took it away from Brooks a little bit. And like going back watching Passio fights, he, he has this in him sometimes. Like these lads could fight again and he could have put on an absolutely brilliant performance and win maybe even. Like genuinely. And, and I don't know what it is with him. He just blows hot and cold. He's one of those fighters. Uh, in the fifth in, Brooks went for a flying knee and Passio actually took him down. But Brooks is so good on the ground, he got back up. Um... Passio went for a spinning shot again, no good. Brooks just circled on the outside, got a, and and he, he kind of knew he'd fight one at this stage, I think. Uh, got a takedown with about 70 seconds left, got ground and pound, um, uh, some ground and pound in, not too much, and that was kind of it. And uh, he ended up winning the, winning the decision then. Um, you know, well-deserved. Look, I, I think I said there, look, if they fought again, he, you know, 
Pascio could win. Uh, that that might be a bit favourable towards him. I think Brooks is the better fighter. He's a very you know good fighter. As he said, he, he was hanging his corner. His his striking definitely has improved. Definitely looked better. You know he was winning on the feet as well as on the ground. And um, a very good performance for him, worthy winner. But I, I don't think uh, I don't think Pascio will look back on this as a, as a vintage performance by any means. It was not a great performance whatsoever. And um, yeah, I think it might be it might be a while before he gets back into title contention after that. But you never know. Uh, afterwards, Brooks called out Demetrius Johnson. Uh, that's a fight I'd like to see. You know, Pascio fights like the, the one thing I, I talked about there with the. You know, stopping the takedown. Demetrius obviously a very good wrestler, but it's very hard to stop Brooks's takedown. So maybe you know Demetrius could get taken down in that. But the ability to break that distance is something Demetrius would be absolutely excellent at. And if he can stop two or three of those takedowns in a row, as I said earlier on, there it is the case where um, Brooks will need to show what else he has. Or will need to show like a perseverance in terms of going for more takedowns, and it's very interesting to see if he can do that. And we'll uh, <laughs> we'll see if he we'll see if he can or not. But uh, yeah, I, I think that's a fight that could happen. Uh, but uh, as I said, you one championship they always have something up their sleeve. So um, you know, champion versus champion match. I, I could I could see it happening. Um, so yeah. After that, then, there was the Superlek won the split decision uh, over Pampayak in the Mai Tai. I'm going to run mostly through the, the MMA bouts uh, here today. Obviously, I was, I was watching them back and I watched all the, uh, saw all the MMA bouts. So, uh, there was a split decision in, in the Mai Tai there. Uh, the other uh, Mai Tai on the night, um, there was a big knockout, a big uppercut and head kick uh, for Tyre uh, Kililov. Uh, Lara Fernandez won a split decision as well uh, in that. So, just three on... Uh, on this one but the MMA comment event I suppose was Amir Ali Akbari versus Brandon Vera now it was interesting this fight because I previewed it and I talked about kind of their lack of speed both of them um, and funnily enough they both look faster in this than they had previously looked and I think that was on purpose because like I feel like Brandon Vera looks at uh, Ali Akbari and probably says um, you know, he's not that fast. If I can fight maybe a faster game, throw out my jab, I can win this fight via that. And I think it actually started pretty well for him. On Ali Akbari's side then, before we get into the fight itself, two fights ago I said about him, he, having watched back his other fights before that, he is, when he puts on size, when he puts on strength, he's actually way too slow and it hurts him. But his last fight he came out, he was a little bit, you know, slimmer. And he was a little bit faster, a little bit better. And this fight, I think Mitch Chilson said he lost four kgs or something like that. Uh, and he looked a lot, he looked a lot trimmer. Didn't really get to show loads of speed, to be honest. But he looked like he could be a little bit faster. So both of them looked uh, better than they did in in their recent fights. I think, which is which was very very good. So to the fight itself, it didn't it didn't last very long. Uh, Vera started very well. I thought he landed some jabs, switching stances, throwing the shots he needed to throw, throwing a few leg kicks. As I said, looked faster. But Ali Akbari was kind of just waiting and waiting and waiting, um, and he eventually got the takedown. And we did when he did get that takedown, he eventually kind of went for it. You know, he got that elbow. Um, and Vera, you know, I don't want to be harsh about anyone, but and look, if I took that elbow, I'd be tapping out on the on the canvas in two seconds. He look, he he turtled up and 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 
he knew the fight was over and, and it, you know he, he you know I, I don't think he took <laughs> he don't, I don't think he took an, any unnecessary damage uh, anyway he, you know, he turned his back you know kind of gave up turtled up and, and uh, Ali Akbari ended up landing the ground upon and it was it was done at that stage look we know how good a wrestler Ali Akbari is we know what kind of ground upon he is if you're Jared Brooks it's probably this smart to take that way out but like MMA f- uh, MMA is probably not a smart sport and if you're going to be successful and if you're going to uh, you know come back from adversity in a fight like that you probably need to be a bit uh, a, a, a bit lacking in the the, the logic to uh, to actually do that but look that's what happened anyway and a great win for uh, Farley Akbari is on a good run now um, very interesting uh, fight as well between uh, Jehe Escocio and uh, Young who Look, this one ended very, very quickly as well. Um, who came out and dropped him immediately? Landed a big, big shot. Um, Jay went for a takedown then and got it. Got into the half guard, got into side control, took the back um, and was doing well. But they got back up to the feet. And again, who started landing those big shots? Um, Jay again went for a takedown, but who landed on top here? Landed some big ground and pound. Um, when they eventually got back up to the feet, who landed a massive right hand and slept him towards the end of the first round? Um, uh, do you know, coming into this as well, after doing the preview, I found it hard to maybe uh, to, 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 uh, to find a winner in this one. God Almighty! After us, we we definitely found out who the better fighter was here, uh, and who was the better fighter, uh, <laughs> indeed. Uh, like, oh, just with, with Jay, I I just look at him and and I think a little bit like that. He, to me, in this one, it was it was, it, it, you know, you look at it and you think maybe he's a little bit. A little bit long in the tooth to be fighting guys like this. Okay, he's only 33 years of age. But at the same time, you know, you're fighting a guy like Yang Hu, who is 26. You know, it's uh, in, in MMA terms, in in fighting terms. They haven't that, you know, how many more fights is he? He's nine more fights. Than, so not, not loads. When you're fighting that, you know, that flyweight slash bantamweight as well, that speed makes an awful lot. The U means, makes a difference. So, uh, that, uh, that to me, I think Jay a few years ago, probably, uh, you know, maybe not, maybe he would have won the fight, but I think it, it would have been a lot closer of a fight. It would have been a, a lot, probably better of a fight in terms of the evenness in it, but take nothing away from, uh, from Young, who definitely deserved to win that one. Uh, it was a similar sort of case in Jeremy uh, Pakatu uh, against Tyle Chang. Um, this was a great fight. Uh, Pakatu landed some lovely leg kicks early. Tang landed a big right hand. Absolutely crazy exchanges here early in this one. If you haven't seen this fight, definitely go back and uh, and watch it. It was a body lock takedown in from Chang. Um, armbar Tim from Pacquiao. Honestly, I thought he had it. I was getting my armbar tweet ready even though I was watching it afterwards. But... Um, they got back up anyway. Didn't wasn't able to finish it. It was good defense from Chang. Uh, I've written in my notes here a million punches from Pakatu. <laughs> Just like, it was punch after punch after punch after punch, nonstop. Uh, body kick from Chang. Lovely, lovely body kick uh, was landed, and he landed actually a couple of them. And 
I think it was maybe three and a half minutes into the round where I was like, okay, they've finally settled because it was just mad exchanges, arm bars, everything. Um, and the pace kind of slowed a little bit, not, but not slowed in terms of them getting tired or anything, just because they kind of got into the fight. There was another body kicked in from Tiang and then the pace just started going again. So I was like, okay, we slowed down for like 15 seconds and then we got going again. Um... Tang put Pac a toe to, to a knee with a big, I think it was a, I'm not sure, it was a, it was a punch anyway, right hand maybe, put him to a knee, dropped him, but Pac a toe, uh, kept going, and uh, he, he uh, saw the end of the belly, well, he was, I wouldn't say he was badly hurt, but I uh, definitely put him to a knee, kind of, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dustin Poirier back in the day McGregor was always talking about him the, the Swedish guy oh my god what's his name anyway I can't remember uh, Ali 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 is Ali his name mm, oh I can see his face I was actually I was in a an elevator with him once in Dublin but anyway wild exchanges in in the second round uh, Pacquiao was winning though he was definitely winning you could see it and he was winning kind of more clearly takedown try was unsuccessful for Chang Pacquiao went for the guillotine ended up on bottom which I thought initially was a mistake but then he got into the triangle and it was a lovely triangle uh, tightened it up tightened it up tightened it up and Tile Tang ended up uh, tapping so very good first round or second round sorry submission win for Jeremy Pacatu there yeah just impressive impressive all around um, there was a couple more MMA fights as well on the card uh, in the um what division was it? Let me have a look here. 135 slash 145 pound division. Drex Zambogana took on Adonis Civilino. Uh, Adonis got a, you know, in for a quick takedown. Um, it took a minute to get it. You know, it was just uh, clinching, clinching, clinch. There was a clinch. Then again, Drex gets back up out into the open then, but then Drex went for another clinch. Eventually another takedown. Um, the rear naked choke wasn't in from Adonis that, that he went for uh, after getting the uh, after getting the back. Boat landed some uh, hard shots late. A knee from Adonis in the at the end of the first round, and a right hand from from Drex. Uh, takedown for Adonis again. Um, uh, it, sorry, and uh, sorry. In that first round, it was actually Adonis getting all the takedowns. He got the first one, he got the second one as well. Uh, there's a big right hand from Drex. Then in the second round, after the Adonis takedown, Adonis was con- just constantly clinching. But then Drex ended up getting the takedown. It was in the second round that Drex got the takedown of his own, and he had better control on top. I took the back, then into side control, adding bits of ground and pound. In it was Drex and up. They got up late, and there's again exchanges late uh, at the end of that round. And some nice shots at the end. Uh, just watched the last 20 seconds about the first and second round. It was the best action of all of it. Um, and Adonis takedown again after shots in the open clinch. Better ground and pound this time. Got back up, and then Drex got a takedown. And ground and pound from Drex, it was even better again. So, like, it was a very kind of back and forth close fight. Drex ended up winning the unanimous decision. And you know what? I think that was the right decision. I think his control on top was better but not just the control it was the, the shots that were landed and although Adonis kind of dominated that first round in terms of the position I think what Drex did in, in the latter two was way way better and I think that was a, a deserved win there um, 
The next fight up was uh, Mark Sangio against uh, Alicelto uh, Lagan. This is a fight I, I hadn't previewed. It just appeared on the cards out of nowhere, but it was a, a very good fight immediately. A flying knee. Yes, this was the fight where they just went insane from the very start. Um, an immediate flying knee from Lagan uh, ended up on bottom after the clinch. Uh, Sango got ground and pound, got the back, landed massive shots, and then ended up getting the... Uh, the neck crank um, I, I thought it was a neck crank maybe people would argue it's a rear neck a choke all happened very very quickly after only a couple of minutes in, in the first round uh, where Sango actually ended up winning it so good uh, in my opinion neck crank in that one and in the opening fight at night I gave Olsen as one of my bets for this week she got knocked out in how many seconds? <laughs> very, very quickly against Mingbo. 24 seconds, I think. Um, and there's a reason for this. And if you listen to my preview, you, you, I think if Mingbo had previewed her own fight, uh, and I think she did, and you're like, okay, what did they expect me to do? Let's do the exact opposite of it and shock them. That's exactly what happened here. So... Mingbo basically came right out, went straight forward, landed a big right hand and knocked Olsum out. She, and she shocked her because if, if you look at Mingbo, people know about her striking and they're kind of, they wait on the kind of the back foot, they wait on the outside for her to come forward, but they know she won't normally because she'll just kind of kick from the outside and you have to be very smart about getting in. So Mingbo has turned into a counterfighter who kind of waits and waits and waits for you to throw the shot and come inside before she throws her own shots. And she's kind of stopped attacking because people know that, you know. But in this fight, she just came straight out and attacked and caught Olsen with a big right hand and put her away. It was as simple as that. She completely change up what everyone was expecting everyone expect her to fight off the back foot just touch your leg from the outside maybe touch a little bit of a jab but she came forward rammed her way in with the right hand and uh knocked all some spark out so very 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 good performance a very good knockout from Mingbo. and more more than anything else very smart 26 fights in that's the sort of intelligence that uh, you gather from uh, from all of that and that all that intel you've gathered through. So, uh, you know, all in all, a very, very good card. I enjoyed it. That was a lovely knockout. The uh, the Sango fight was very, very good. Pasio Tang fight was very good. Zambogo fight was a good battle of close fight. The Who fight, very impressive from Who. Alec Akpari got a nice finish. Uh, the, uh, the Mai Tai as well. And then Jared Brooks winning the title. Very emotional afterward as well. Brooks was when he got the belt and all of that. Thanking, you know, his whole team and dedicating it to his father and all. So very, very emotional stuff there. And, uh, and a very, very good card for, uh, for one championship. So uh, that's my recap. I will leave it there. I'm Sean Sheehan for Shardog.com and I'll see you all next time.